Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm sorry, we gotta keep talking about Squirrel. I hate. No, to do I don't to want I to do it. I told you that it has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> I was like, Bobby's like, is uh, the jam from Squirrel a who? Can we talk about it? I'm like, it's not a who. It's jam, and also we can't talk about it. You made it seem like it was a an L.A. them though. It is in L.A. them, but not everyone that listens to this podcast lives in L.A. I don't. I don't. I had never heard of Squirrel until That's what yesterday, I'm and now I'm obsessed with it. Well, you don't live in L.A. I lived there for one year. It's like they sell these jars in, like, clothing stores. It's just a jam. They're famous for their jam. It's really funny. So the, And then the I jam think, got moldy. How do, I, how do I break it down? It's like... <laughs> there's this there's this place in LA that people wait in line for. I have been to is quite good called Squirrel. They're famous for their jam. <laughs> wait, spell and it. You can't just pass Squirrel S without spelling it. S Q R L or something. S Q I R L. I R L like Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> And it's people genuinely love it. It's not like it's not even like one of those things where people are like, oh, it's overrated. Like people love it. And they mm -hmm. their famous thing is they sell this jam and they're so famous for their jam that like they sell it like in grocery in, in grocery stores. They sell it in like fancy boutiques. They sell it like you can get a subscription service to the jam. You can like buy the jam at the store and take it to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's guess. like country baby for adults. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, I mean, it's just so funny. Then there, somebody sent a tip to this food writer. Oh, Joe Rosenthal, scientist and food antagonist. I actually hadn't heard of him, but he's a food writer. Somebody sent him a tip. They had, like, an illegal kitchen. 
in the back mm-hmm. where they made the mold, which was like a walk-in fridge. And where they the made the jam. They made the mold there, too. They did make the mold there. Ultimately, they made the mold there. And when the food inspectors would come, they would hide these people, the people making the jam in the fridge. Like, And I don't know like how they hid the fridge. Like, I don't know the details. Anyways, there's like all this talk about this mold. And there's this picture of this bucket with mold in it. And it's like we were scraping like five inches of mold off the top of the jam before putting the jam. And it's like jam does get moldy. Like any like kind of fermented sweet food cheese has mold that's delicious like it's the conversation around this is just so funny but like the amount of mold that was on this jam so they were scraping off the mold and then serving the jam to customers and people are outraged because the photo is disgusting yeah right I guess you really have to like know the context of the place very well to to realize how funny is but this jam like (laughs) it is what they do it's not just like oh um uh, this kitchen is dirty at this restaurant. It's like, okay, that's normal. Like, you should, you'd be surprised. I'm sure how many restaurants you know are not up to par in your brand. You know what I mean? This is like the thing that they do. Like, she's out here teaching like jam lessons, how to make jam. And then her operation is like, <laughs> one of their her, pastry chefs. I'm referring to her as, um, her name is Jessica, uh, Jessica Koslo, who she wrote a cookbook. So she's gotten a lot of kind of like goodwill and love over being the chef of this restaurant. Squirrel. Squirrel. Meanwhile, the former pastry chef talked to the Jewish Journal, who has what appears to be the best article I've seen about this. And the former pastry chef said, the moldy jam also got served to customers. I mean, the mold layer was scraped off, but still served. Employees definitely questioned and protested it, but to no avail. They were always given excuses or talked down to. I worked in that illegal kitchen for most of my time there. We were locked in that kitchen while the health department was there. I and then can't. it says <laughs> I Villagen Villagen said the illegal kitchen held a mold covered fan that helped spread the fungus. No, <laughs> not a mold covered fan. Sorry for laughing at this. This is not funny. This is it's not not funny. This is not how the restaurant industry should work. But the photo of this moldy jam and everyone in L.A. collectively losing their minds over this is so funny to me. It's the most it's L.A. Just, thing I've ever seen. I know. It's such a nice break from like everything's a cake. It's like everything <laughs> is covered in mold. <laughs> I hate everything's a cake. Everyone hates everything's a cake. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry for starting with that. I just I'm I told you to, I didn't want to talk about it. I had to get it out of it. my system. I had to get it out of my system. <clears throat> I tried to make jam to... recently and it didn't come out. It, uh, I was excited about it, but I don't know if it worked. It didn't get Wait, mold, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> How did you do? What did you do? Well, I kept bragging about this and I realized it's like the dumbest thing I've ever done. What berries? Was, I had extra blood oranges, so I was like, oh, I'm going to make jam out of this. And I think there's some point where like whatever science of jamming I was doing, I did wrong and it didn't set as well. So then I had this brilliant idea to add um, jello powder, like gelatin to the jam. (laughs) And I'll say it worked like it firmed, but it just kind of is like jello jam now. Like it's like it's just like jello-y jam. Like, it's not bad, it's not but I just, jammy. like, I'm not quite sure it's jam. It is yeah, something. it's not jammy. There's a reason yeah. they call it, like, a jammy egg and not, like, a jello okay. egg. Because if it were a jello egg, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a pleasing I just, consistency. I thought I was so smart. I was like, oh, I know how to do this. And I added lemon, lemon jello. That's all I had. 
<laughs> to the jam. And so now it has like a little bit of a You're lemon. The right well, I didn't have, I mean, you use what you have. Like in this business of jam, I'm competing against the, the I'm competing against squirrel. I got to step it up. Picturing you finding the lemon jello in your kitchen and doing that, like that little kid Ooh. who's at the computer that does like <laughs> the thumbs up. <laughs> you have a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Is the I jam didn't... still in your fridge? Oh the yeah, because it... yeah, Cause... yeah. Because it's not moldy. It's fully not jam. That is, you made jello. It's jello <laughs> jam. You made jello. It's, it's, it's like jello. when people make jello and they put fruit in it. It no, doesn't mean it's, it. it's jam. Little. It means it's, it's jello only, with fruit in it. It's only. <laughs> I didn't make jello. I made. I, I think made, you made jello. I made like. Call 619 who them and let us know if Lindsay made jam or jello. <laughs> it's like the moment you add the jello packet, <laughs> I think it's jello. No, I don't think so. It's only minority jello, majority jam. To be fair, it's also not jam because I didn't do it correctly. It's kind of like compote or something. <laughs> it's, don't you dare try to make it even fancier. Compote? What's the other thing that's not jam? It's like marmalade or so- something. Marmalade, jelly, jam, and jello. And you made jello. <laughs> the- I didn't make jello. Um. I added gelatin to my jam. You know what my mom used to make for Thanksgiving every, 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 every year until I was in Moody High School. And then my brother was like, she realized no one ever eats it. Or like everyone would take like a, a, a polite scoop of it and then not really eat more than that. Yeah. And I guess it was like an offhanded comment. It was revealed that like, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. like no one ever eats my, what this is. I will reveal it in a second. And then it, oh. my brother was like, yeah, because it's disgusting. Oh no. <laughs> and then she realized that no one liked this stuff. Oh. And it's, my dad does, but my dad, my okay, dad, what is my it? dad will, my dad would happily eat your orange, your blood orange jello and be like, this is great, Lindsay. And then eat the whole thing. He'd so be like, nice. I love it. I mean, it's um, not bad. It was, it's a Southern orange salad. It's, do, you want the, do you know what it is? No, I've never heard of that in my full life. It's extremely Southern, but it's... Um, Mayonnaise? Orange? No. Cottage cheese, though. Oh. It's cottage cheese. It's uh-huh. a big tub of cottage cheese, and then you put in a packet of uh, orange jello, literally uh-huh. orange jello powder, and you mix, 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 Wait, mix it up. Wait, what? And then you add one can of mandarin oranges, like Del Monte what? mandarin oranges. What? And Jell-O. then, and then you add in um, uh, like Cool Whip, and then you mix, 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 wait, wait, and it's wait, just wait, wait. like it's cottage cheese and Jello and cottage fruit? cheese, Jello, fruit, and Cool Whip. <laughs> Nothing says Southern dessert like Cool Whip. <laughs> That's disgusting. And you know what the text, what it looks like? Disgusting. <laughs> it looks like this, and then whenever you Google the recipes, it always looks like it. No version of this photographs well. Even when you try to photograph it well, you're like, this looks like Oh <laughs> my God. That is not what it looks like. That's what, you know it, what looks it looks like. You know what it looks like? It hmm. looks like, you know, on like Double Dare or like Nickelodeon when they like make the slime, they, they <laughs> specially craft the slime yeah. to look a specific way so that when it drops on you, it's got like texture and like neon color and it like looks, yeah. that's what that looks like. It looks like it's been genetically engineered to look, to like drop look on gross. your head and get a laugh because it's like <laughs> chunky and yeah, it's it looks like, like, it's like the color of like a sunrise. <laughs> It's like a bright orange. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, it's a, it's a, um, 
I don't know. I feel like it's a southern it's a southern Thanksgiving them, maybe. In very certain pockets of the South. I've literally very never, certain pockets. I've never heard of this. It's called orange salad. Enough about orange. Let's talk about red. This red table for me, um, just all the stuff that's going on in the press. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was important to come to the table to really clear the air. We're taking it to the red table, just like Jada. We have an update. Jada took herself to the red table. Jada took herself and a much less motivated <laughs> Will <laughs> to the table. To the red t- I saw the great, um, there was that great tweet where it was like, she said like, I got to take myself to the red table. And someone retweeted it and it was a picture of her at the red table. And then it they flipped it. And so she was at the red table with herself. <laughs> Jada took herself to the red table and it was it, reve- it was revealed, you know, it was a Friday night news dump. She she revealed her red table talk on Friday afternoon and it was very underwhelming, but also sort of earth shattering. Oh, I found it amazing. I found it like there are layers of of things that you can take from this. And I saw different people take different things based on their relationship to the Smiths and also yes. like because they're just such good actors and they're so you said the most wise thing about it, I thought, which was that the conversation that Will and Jada had was honest, but not actually open. Yeah, it was extremely honest. You could tell that they were saying true things and they were being honest with each other, but they weren't actually opening up. No, it was a total lesson in the way how you can really, you can come off as very truthful by saying truthful things, but not actually telling the truth mm-hmm. in a weird way. Is that? I mean, it was a great, it was a great yeah. game of like, I don't know, like misdirection, like misdirection. Right. Even. Yeah, Twitter even picked up on some of it, which was when she said the word entanglement. That was like the word the word of the day. Word. Still is the word of the day on Twitter. Like when she said that I was an entanglement and Will was like, you were in a what? Be more clear. I think so. I mean, because this is your red table and you like brought yourself to the red table. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship. Absolutely. I wonder if that was a little bit of a misdirect to the rest of the conversation, which kind of didn't define or specify anything in how they spoke about it, because he mm-hmm. was like, no, you were in a relationship with this person they didn't really discuss how long they really didn't discuss the kind of relationship the thing about the red table which is so glaring is that the whole thing about the red table is they love to bring the people who are involved to the table and it was very very clear that august alcina was not at the table she wasn't invited i think they were getting back he wasn't invited. i think in a way it was it was revenge because she's like oh you're gonna talk about my personal life without me present i'm gonna do this without you being present maybe they will all be together at some point but maybe they'll say this is over the red table it's supposed to be this higher beacon and it, and it almost feels like it went against everything that the red table has built which is just like you know swallow your pride swallow your ego swallow and, your pride and yeah. bring the person to the table and if they claim to have such a good relationship with this guy he was part of the family he you know they were so close to him and they they really took care of him when he was sick like mm-hmm. it's crazy to me that they couldn't they wouldn't bring him to the table i think it's because they were afraid of what he would actually say and the mm-hmm. big denial of all of this was when they the both of them kind of scoffed at that will gave his permission and she they spun that it into was like big 
problem. Oh, well, well, uh, oh, the only person who needs to give permission was Jada. And it's like, that's not what he was saying. He wasn't saying that we'll let Jada do it. It was that the, they were still a couple and they made decisions together about an open relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's why Will would give permission or say, I'm OK with this. Not because Jada couldn't. It's a totally different and context. He says, and, I, and August says blessing. Like they completely sort of yes 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 it, it yes, becomes yes, a yes, semantics yes, yes, game, yes, yes. but like August says blessing, and what yes. they did was actually sort of masterful. They made it about they were like, yeah, we called we called him a liar, but not because what he said, exactly. not because the relationship didn't happen, but because permission was never involved. Which is like they did all these like they all these word games and semantics games where it's like, well, I never really denied the relationship. I just denied that I needed permission because only I can give permission to myself. But even the way that she admits right. to the relationship right. is is a little cloudy and indirect. Like, Well, also, he says the relationship was four years long, and they're mm-hmm. saying, oh, we broke up for a minute, and they made it seem like a quick minute. Four years is mm-hmm. not a quick minute. Four years is a long relationship. So to our, you know, so the timeline doesn't quite add yeah. up. So they're not going to be... We, we've now seen that Jada really does not want to discuss this in public, but yeah. the most fascinating thing about all of this, not not even to get into the August and Kiki stuff, which we will in a second, but like the most revealing thing about this is that it showed, I think, the 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 truest version of their dynamic that maybe the public has seen in a long time. And I think, and I still think, like it's a great dynamic. Like the fact that Will went, the fact that they were able to do this at all, I know is is cool and great and should be inspiring but like they could have done this so much better like it's so obvious to anyone who listened to that august interview because there's not uh there's not a nasty or angry or resentful bone in august's body right, when he talks they about claim them. that the relationship is bad was ended badly he's like there's he, bad feelings he talks about how loving will and jada yeah. are with each yeah. other and how he was yeah. just so grateful and honored to be part of their relationship at all and they're acting like he's some sort of terror or monster i don't <laughs> I know. know but I it's know. like hey he just complimented your relationship and you're on this show like trying to be honest about it I know. like that's really cool why are you making it hard for us to support you by like essentially calling him a liar and like being really nasty to this guy who really doesn't need that the other thing that made me kind of sad was like people were kind of clowning on Will, like the, all the screenshots of him being like genuinely sad or genuinely emotional. And it mm-hmm. made me think like you're like now I see why they're afraid to kind of like tell the truth about mm-hmm. it because there is this like severe like, you know, fear of being like emasculated or something, mm-hmm. which is already kind of happening in this. And they're not even saying what I think to be the truth, which is like an open relationship situation. And still at the end, whether this is true or not, I think it is where she's like, oh, don't worry, he got me back. And they like wink, wink towards Will having, you know, relationships outside the marriage as well, which was like, there could be many different things behind that. But there was rumors of like a Margot Robbie in quote unquote entanglement when they were doing a movie together, but like plenty of other rumors as well. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can read into those yourself. They've been out there for a very long time. But it just made me sad because it felt like, oh, no, I see how they don't feel like they could get to the next level. Like America, quote unquote, isn't ready for that type of conversation yeah. yet at the red table. I just like I. I don't know. I don't know that I expected, you know, them to air all of their dirty laundry or just laundry, <laughs> air all of their laundry. But I, I expected a little 
I expect a little more than that. And the and the weirdest part, and still the weirdest part, was them at the end saying when they did the bad boys joke where they were like, ride together, die together, bad marriage for life. And it was like, oh my god. To me, it still sounds like they have a pretty great marriage. And I don't think, I don't want to pretend like I, that they or anyone is obligated to reveal the, the truths about their personal lives to anyone. Like, they didn't have to do this. What's annoying is that they said they were going to. You can't have a, te- you can't have a successful Facebook uh, show in which you tell truths about your lives and your family and then ignore this. I'm sorry. Like, you... I don't I also agree that privacy is privacy, but like I I don't you don't have a talk show in which you bring some, something to the table and have a deep conversation about it, including your family and relationships within it. Moving on from them, Kiki well, like, Palmer side got involved. Story. Right, like, side stories is the weirdest story because like and then August kind of had me. I was so I felt so sad for August watching that whole video because I'm like, like this oh, guy. this guy, God, I feel so bad for him. He's not he's basically, you know being called a liar on what is essentially national television it broke all these facebook records like so many people watched this show and here he is like poor thing poor august then someone kiki tweets about it kiki palmer tweets about it well, and someone it she didn't start it well someone found a, a photo it. of her but the the reason that this happened is because like a, she had like tweeted something vague about it someone found a photo of her with august from like five years ago this you she got this you'd and she said, yes, she got this you'd, but she was like, that photo proves nothing. She said, yes, girl, August was never my man, lol. That's why you're still reaching to this day to figure out nothing. So basically a fan was like, oh, you're acting like you're acting like you haven't also been involved with this person. And Kiki responds and says, that picture proves nothing. That picture just proves that we're, we know each other and that we were once friends. And then, and then instead then of August being a man that. about it, he retweets it and says, I actually fucked with Kiki. So to see her covertly speaking subliminal shade around my name over the past week is deeply perplexed. I don't and never have had a problem with the girl. It's always been Virgo love. So to see that is a mind fuck to me when it's Kiki like. did not say all, anything rude to her. <laughs> she didn't. He, she didn't say anything. She just said like these accusations are wrong that we were together at this time. Like keep my name out of your mouth, like involving this Mm -hmm. story. Like this story is not my story. And then she posted like an Instagram of like her Kiki, like get out of here face, love her so much. (laughs) And she wrote, you know, I feel attacked, but it's not about me. It's so much more than that. And as much as I want to defend myself against the disrespect I have received, this is about something so much bigger. I wouldn't feel good kicking someone when they are down because it's so easy to attack when you are a corner. I get it. So it's like, She's kind of saying like August is like going through it right now. There's mm-hmm. so much attention on him and about this relationship that he obviously really cared about. So he might be kind of lashing out, let's say, question mark. And she's like, I'm not getting involved in that. Um, and the best was um, Lolo Jones made a comment under it just says. Lolo Jones. Isn't she a bobsledder? Yeah. Hurdler? She, yes. She wrote, I don't know what happened, but she won, which is exactly how I feel. The best way to sum it up. So this is this story still feels like it's ongoing. Because August still has not really followed up. Yeah, but like it doesn't have to be a back and forth because there's nothing to go back. Like I don't think that Will and Jada are going to go back. Like I think that's just like I think they gave their I think they said their piece at the table. And like the only thing that could be more said is probably at the table if they invite him on. I don't think Jada and Will are going to say anything else. The only thing that they could do is get to August, convince him to come to the table and tell their truth tell not his truth tell their truth you know something like that yes we ride together we, we die, die together, together. Bad, bad marriage, marriage for life, life. <laughs>
moving on, there's no graceful way to transition into Deacon Philippi, the son of Ryan Philippi and Reese Witherspoon. The one that Reese Witherspoon married Ryan Philippi, that's not her current husband. This is the one that she married at the plantation. Um, her so... current husband is the <laughs> iconic, uh, what's Jim his face? Toth. Dim Quibi. Toth, who is involved with Quibi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so her first husband, Ryan Philippi, who I'm sure we all know at this point, sort of residual them name recognition. But let's be honest, he's a who. A total who, yeah. Well, especially compared uh, to Reese, it's like truly the 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 depths between them it's just far and wide ryan Philippi's entire media coverage is he's shirtless running again and he's dating this other woman that looks like the last woman he dated so and he also it. was married to reese witherspoon and they have kids i mean they it never and it always ends that way yeah no. and can you believe how much he looks like his children it's like yes i can believe it <laughs> can so, you that's my favorite type of celebrity news story which is like the dna can you believe it can you like, believe can you like can you believe how much reese witherspoon looks like her daughter it's like yeah i've studied dna like i studied like i've studied dna remember like gene studying the gene box what's the gene box called we've talked about this (laughs) the The gene gene box box? yeah the box that you do the math in where you do x y and then you do the genes in the little box yeah 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 yeah. what's that called the table something table so fucking look it up deacon released a song and there's not really much to this story i'm just called the punnett square it's actually called the punnett square so there we we can move on thank Thank you. you i'm not disturbed I'm just, I hate the fact that Reese can do, like, that Reese has so much power. Like, Reese has movies and TV shows and books. And now she's using this power to get Deacon, Deacon Philippi, famous in the world of music. And it took me many, 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 not even hours, days to realize that the voice that I was hearing on the Deacon track was not Deacon but a Scottish singer named Nina, Nina Nesbitt. Nesbitt. Well, he's the producer. He's, he's doing the producer. the producer thing. But Reese doesn't clarify that, and neither does Deacon. It. I needed Ryan Phillippe's tweet to actually explain, quote, my son's debut single as a producer, hashtag long run. Well, he's doing the Kygo thing. He's he's producer as artist. It's going on an album called he's like Deacon or He's nepotism Kygo. Yeah. Because the album art is his whole face. She's only in like the deluxe version album art. It is funny the web of her influence and how fake people are in supporting her random endeavors, including her son's like music career. Because you have like the, I mean, you put it here, but like the the depth of people like being like, De- go Deacon, you're killing it. It's like it goes it's from literally Eva Longoria like of- to Kerry Washington to Sarah Michelle Gellar to Mindy Kaling to Selma Blair to Lori from Shark Tank, Tori Birch, Jenna Dewan. Like it's just, it is. It's like you have a high school graduation party or like a middle school graduation party and high school graduation party works better. And then you're like, parents throw you this high school graduation party, but it's like all their friends. And they're like, oh my God, we're so proud of you, Bobby. And you're like, who are all of these people? Although it does, it's not him singing. It's just his production. It's Nina Nesbitt, who is like, she's mostly a, a, a songwriter, but I don't know. She's young. She's new. Maybe she'll be famous. Maybe she won't. Wear sunscreen. Won't you just stay for a minute? Won't you just be for a man? I just need to know that you're in for the long run. Won't you just stay for a man? Or am I just caught up in my feelings? I just need to know that you're in for the long run. For the long run. What's happening with the chain smokers? Speaking of like producer 
producer, like producer content, like more pro- music producers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There was an amazing piece in page six, just like about a thing that they did. And I would say every word of it is valuable. It's not very long, but maybe I should just re- yeah, read the whole thing. Read yeah. it. Do you want you want to read it or you want me to read yeah. it? This is a page six exclusive <laughs> chain smokers to perform drive in fundraiser in the Hamptons. Get ready to party in the backseat of your rover. The chain smokers are set to perform at a drive in fundraiser at Nova Arcs Project in the ritzy hamlet of Watermill, Long Island on July 25th. We're told the event will also feature performances by Southampton's town supervisor, Jay Schneiderman, singer-songwriter Matt White, Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon, who moonlights as a part-time DJ and performs with the name DJ Diesel. The night will be emceed by Southampton Mayor Jesse Warren. The Chainsmokers' Alex Paul exclusively told Page Six in a statement, while we've been recording our new album most of the year, it's given us the opportunity to listen and learn about problems in our society, and we've taken to giving back and supporting change very seriously. Also, helping local small businesses in a place near and dear to us is the least we can do. Proceeds from the event, which is being hosted by Yaya Tequila and In The No Experiences, <laughs> are going towards No Kid Hungry, the Children's Medical Fund of New York, Southampton Fresh Air Home, and other local Hampton businesses. Congrats, That's chain the whole smokers. I'm just sorry. Like, there's so many things. The future performances by Southampton's town supervisor, Jay Schneiderman, and a set by Golden Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon, who moonlines as a part-time DJ under the name DJ Diesel. He's the CEO. As if this event couldn't get any more chain smokery, it's also being DJed by the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Who is not even, like, new to the scene. He... <laughs> He's released a lot of music. I looked Stop. at his his Spotify artist thing. He's he was played for two hundred eighty six thousand hours last year. He has two point three million no. listeners across seventy nine no. countries. He gets a lot of coverage in the Daily Mail, which makes sense because you know they love like party coverage, like Ibiza stuff, like like covering parties, and they love rich people as well. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon and part time DJ is paid twenty seven point five million dollars after a twenty percent raise, despite profits falling to a four year low. So they're saying he's part-time not even DJ. he's not even good at his job, and yet he's making all this money. And it says at Goldman, is he a good DJ at, at Goldman, he has been dubbed quote the culture guy after promoting d- gender diversity and the importance of a work life balance. And it's like, yeah, we know you understand the importance of a work life balance because it seems like he spends most of his time like with headphones on doing dj stuff he looks like someone who would be the villain in like like a cbs show and he's played some major gigs too he's performed alongside sirius xm's liquid todd and even played in miami on paul oakenfold generations world tour army hammer and elizabeth chambers broke up i thought they had a happy marriage i thought they were in in it to win it no i didn't i actually didn't think about them at all really it doesn't it didn't like shock Mm -mm. me yeah it didn't really that's ultimately where i think i landed as well i was like okay it is funny that only a few weeks ago on this very podcast we were like army hammer is over <laughs> oh it's like a week ago it's like we we're talking about his mom yes remember? <laughs> so now we see maybe why the mom was in town throwing the oil the religious oil on army or something like that i have a feeling and let's really get into what we're talking about here which was that one tweet shout out charles ray hamilton aka at little charles tv for tweeting Allegedly, two white celebrity couples have divorced this year because they disagreed over BLM. LOL. This was tweeted right after the Army yeah. news. So you kind of have to assume that's one of the two couples. And the second of the two couples is one that people are kind of actively still debating. Then you have the question of who within the Army relationship is the problem here. And I would argue her. All evidence points to her. What's the evidence? 
I mean, I think that Army has been Army has been super vocal about social justice on his Instagram over the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I'd argue that the mom was in town and being mean to him because the because the marriage was breaking up and she's like, how dare you mm-hmm. fuck up this marriage over this? Because maybe the mom who has long in the past supported Trump agrees with Elizabeth, with the, with the wife, with Elizabeth, with, owner the, sh- of the, with the baker. Yeah, the pastry chef. This tweet is peak like where did this where did this tweet and this rumor come from? I love that we're all just very willing to believe this like random viral tweet. But I mean, I am. I know I, don't I know. am. It, I believe it fully. I'm like, all right, that that you know, that tracks. And also, the likeliness of that happening is pretty mm-hmm. high within not just relationships, families, whatever. Like people are having conversations that they they're disagreeing. So there was something today that came out that said that they've been, you know, having issues for a long time now, which is what they always say. But like, you know, like close quarters is not fun for anyone. Yeah. and, and, (laughs) And he and he was he was going through it early pandemic. Remember his like weird selfies where he like gave himself a haircut and was yeah. like behaving sort of yeah. erratically. Maybe. I mean, it could be anything, but you're right. If it's going to be one of them, who's the problem? It's probably Elizabeth. We've all seen her Hotel Mumbai cookies. Yeah. Well, we saw them on, we saw them thanks to the nice hooligan who brought us those problematic ass cookies. Yes. They were to promote his movie, but it was still really weird to put that on a cookie. In terms of which other white celebrity couple may have divorced because they disagreed over anti, uh, disagreed over black lives matter i can't anti-blm ever since that that i can't think about it lady lady, lady anti-BLM. anti-blm who do you think the other celebrity couple is i think well, a lot of people said casey and rustin and i very much I disagree. disagree with that i not that i think like obviously they're to, they're both perfect but that we knew about that back in january february that so relationship was never gonna last already, no offense right the other one that people really suspect is Kelly Clarkson and Brandon Blackstock. And that wouldn't surprise me. I think you have the Southern thing there, which is a little bit like, hmm, interesting. I don't know anything about this guy, though. So I think that I it know. could also be a little if this if this tweet is true and two celebrity couples, two white celebrity couples have divorced because they disagreed over BLM. I am extremely willing to believe that if it's sort of like a straw that broke the camel's back situation where it's like a couple that's probably been going through it and this was the final straw where it was like you know what kelly was probably looking for a reason to get out of this relationship and what better one than like oh i realize my partner's like racist and intolerant and small-minded like this is i can't like i can't live with this person anymore no Right. Yeah. And then you have, but they're not the only ones. I mean, you have lots of relationships. You have, you have, you even have down to like Brian Seacrest just had a breakup. You have Kristen and Jay. Uh, Christina Ricci just broke up with someone, her husband. And uh, Jennifer Gray just broke up with her husband. Like there are lots of breakups happening, you know, like left and right. So this could refer to any of them, but it definitely does imply ARMY. And if we're taking it for its word, it feels like the Kelly Clarkson one could be part of it as well. What were the other ones that people were saying? Now I'm like trying to remember. We got oop Clark Gregg and Jennifer Gray. We got <laughs> well Christina's Christina's was abuse, so right that was Christina Ricci. Great. Oh, we got Carly Pierce and Michael Ray, some country people. Oh, Rachel Bill Hader and, Bill Hader and Rachel, Rachel Bilson, Bilson just broke up after six months of dating. <laughs> There's some news mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be anyone. But I like the Kelly Clarkson guest and I like the Army Hammer Elizabeth Chambers guest because I think that you wouldn't really tweet this unless it was unless it were someone who was like pretty notable. And those are big ones. Well, also, thank you. Just I just appreciate the thought experiment, whether it's true or not, whether we believe it or not. We believe so many things that unverified sources say in tabloids. So I'm willing to have this tweet 
uh, guide me into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, I'll take it. And yeah. so I guess we don't really need to dwell on Bill Hader and Rachel Bilson's split because who cares? <laughs> I guess it was kind of like exciting going into it, but then people forgot about it so quickly. I did. They were like, who? What? I did. Yeah. Jordana Brewster and Andrew Form. Oh, Jordana Brewster and Andrew Form. I thought this was funny because in my uh, in one of my Us Weekly email newsletters that I read every single day, well, like three times a day because they send them all the time, there was a really funny, just in terms of formatting, it said, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Jordana yeah. Brewster files four. So that, okay, look at it like a poem. If we think of line breaks, it's over, exclamation mark, Jordana, line break, Brewster files four line break divorce from line break andrew form so the last word and the final three lines are for from form and that was like really fucking with my eyes and i was like i think that's technically poetry so it's sort of this beautiful headline it's over jordana brewster files for divorce from andrew form um i had it's very it's a nice haiku you have divorce from and divorce from andrew form files for divorce from for the agent files for divorce from andrew form who is Andrew yeah. Form? Say div- say divorce from Andrew Form like ten times fast. Divorce from Andrew Form. 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 Was that ten? Oh, that's pretty good. I feel like if I added files four into the mix, it would be a disaster, and then I would start, you know. Andrew Form is a movie producer, and they met. He and Jordana Brewster met on the set of one of his movies, which was the sequel to the reboot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. She was in the sequel, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: New The Beginning. They met, they fall in love. They've been together for 14 years. They have a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Another divorce. Another divorce. Yeah, There's like, nothing to say about not these people. There's nothing to say yeah. about these people. Right. Hey, I, I just learned something today. You live in one of my old houses. I do, yes. I'm currently moving out of it, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Because you have a, a new baby and you have, yes, you're outgrowing the house. Bubble, uh, but yeah. how long did you live there? For about three years. Every and you said you were getting my mail? Is that what you said? I was. And I, I would ordinarily put it aside and say, you know, I can't open that because that would be weird and stalkerish. With the exception of one time, I opened up um, a Christmas card, and I was like, "This family is so gorgeous." It was like this jacked-up guy on a, on a like canoe, and this gorgeous tan woman and with three kids. And I was like, "Oh, it's Matthew McConaughey," and there's no way that's my Christmas card. It's Ellen DeGeneres' Christmas card, of course. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be, su- there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, TN Tran and Katie Kershaw. 
They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Now we can talk about Javicia Leslie. Who is this huge news? Actually, when you think about it, this huge news for who weekly huge. Remember when Ruby Rose? I mean, Rose... we did the spawn. We'll take it. We'll take the yeah, spawn please. again, but we'll also do it for free right now. Uh, <laughs> when Ruby Rose quit Rose. Batman because she was like, "It's boring. I don't like doing it. I don't like being in Canada. Whatever it was." Well, she quit because she hated Vancouver. Remember yeah, that? She it was hated like, Vancouver. It's boring here. <laughs> they found a replacement, a uh, bisexual actress, a black bisexual actress, first black Batwoman ever, who was like, you know what? I love Canada, and she got the job, and her name is Javicia Leslie. And I love you know what you know what I love. Canada. I love Canada, <laughs> and CW is like, we'll take it. So <laughs> the wildest thing, like, not that I know anything about comic books, it's like they're it's a new character. So I guess like they're gonna kill off Ruby Rose, whose name was Kate Kane. But we had this whole there was Katie Keene, R.I.P. Then there's Kate Kane as Batwoman. Kate Kane, Kate Kane well, I guess now is there's, dead. Oh my god! Now there's no longer. Wait, there's no longer Kate Kane or Katie Keene. No. Katie Keene's dead. Katie Keene's dead. No more either. Kate Kane is dead. And now they brought on this new woman. And her name is, what is her name? Ryan Wilder. Ryan Wilder. Ryan Wilder. Yeah. Iconic bisexual is, superhero you know, name. this is a... This is a superhero trope, though. Yes. Being able to kill and replace, because <laughs> the idea of Batwoman, it's a placeholder. It's not a person. Yeah, she's it's like killer. anyone can step up and put on the put on the suit. This is the person, and everyone's like, all right. <laughs> put fine. on the suit. This is Batwoman now. Okay, great. I love that it says You couldn't tell it was Ruby Rose anyways. She says she's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed, as well as, quote, nothing like Kate Kane, which feels like a drag, but maybe I'm reading into it. And it says with no one in her life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner dodging the GCPD, I guess Gotham City, and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, Ryan lives in her van with her plant. Every <laughs> every story about this Javicia Leslie woman says she lives in a van with her plant because that with her plant? because that was in the um, press release about this. A girl who would. She just has a plant. One plant? Yeah, one plant. She lives in a van one with a plant. plant. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat okay. and could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter. Oh. Highly skilled and wildly undisciplined. Huh. An out lesbian. Athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your typical, not your stereotypical all-American hero. So Javicia is a bisexual. The character is a lesbian. I was going to say, because we wrongly said that Ruby Rose was bisexual. She is not. She is a lesbian. Yes. That was not That was not right about Javicia so is a bisexual woman playing a lesbian yes. superhero on the CW. The reason she is famous is because she starred in that show Godfriend to Me, which I never watched but was on for longer than I expected. It was canceled, but it's a show that had a terrible title, but apparently the show itself was actually sort of cute. She was in Godfriend to Me, and she was also in this Lifetime movie, which was her first big thing, called Killer Coach. Killer Coach. <laughs> called Killer Coach, which has a great Killer Coach. which has a great trailer. Ladies, I want to introduce you to our new assistant coach. For real? <laughs> you already have the hots for him. 
You still want those extra lessons? One time thing. It was a one time thing. What do you want? I saw you. Her whole thing is she's like, I moved to LA and within a month I got my first job. So she was like, you know, power of positive thinking. I'm iconic. She's also a vegan. I watched some of her videos on Facebook because I, <laughs> I searched. I searched because I was like, God, I hope the th one thing that could ruin this woman's career on the CW is if she has a problem with French fries. Because we all know that Ruby Rose got in trouble for throwing French fries in, I think, what, Savannah? Charleston? Savannah. Rose addressed the incident on Facebook Saturday night, stating she and her group had waited over an hour for fries, and her waiter had been rude. The restaurant owner, Seung Hong, said Rose had cursed out the bartender and had like a tantrum, adding she was awful. She was a horrible person. But to be fair, she got the Batwoman job after she threw the French fries, so maybe the French fries helped her get the job. Well, the French fries should have been the red flag. People should have remembered the French fries and they did not remember the French That's fries. True. So I was like, That's I hope she doesn't have a dark I hope she doesn't have a dark French fries story in her past. And so I searched Javicia Leslie French fries minus Minus, you have to do the minus Ruby so that stories of Ruth Ruby Rose don't come up so I could get stuff in the past. Uh -huh. All these Google uh -huh. tips. Uh -huh. And I found a video on uh -huh. her Facebook where she talks about the problems with grocery shopping in America, which are totally true. But it was like in February she uploaded this video and I was like, it's really funny that she had the bandwidth and the mental energy in February to complain about organic, the prices of organic groceries. <laughs> <laughs> and clean yeah. eating and like little did she know two weeks later everything in the world was going to change and this would be the least of her worries but like same with me and like many topics in my life yes. so the other thing that i'm obsessed with is that ruby rose had to discuss this on her instagram and she shared the news of javicia taking over for her the role that she quit because she hated vancouver by saying just nothing is, has been more artificial than this omg this is amazing. I'm so glad Batwoman will be played by an amazing black woman. I want to congratulate Javicia Leslie on taking over the Bat Cape. You are walking into an amazing cast and crew. I can't wait to watch season two. You are going to be amazing. It's like, it's nice. That's so nice. It's nice, but it's also like, you're walking into an amazing cast and crew, and it, which is true because she was the toxic one there, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you're like wondering what Ruby Rose is going to be up to other than this, which I think was my number two question, which was like, who's going to be the new Batwoman? What's Ruby Rose going to do? She released her own like custom pair of like very ugly Crocs, which I don't even think that we discussed, but that has come up a lot. Mm -hmm. These Crocs are so ugly you have to look them up and i love crocs and i think that all crocs are ugly so if you're saying that like an, the crocs of pear is even more ugly than normal crocs which are normally ugly these are some ugly crocs how do you even describe these it They're, looks well, like just, here's one way to describe them sold out <laughs> they are sold out they're platform crocs which is like oh danger and they look like you ate squid ink you ate squid ink pasta and then threw it up on a no, pair of Crocs. The, no, the alien that poops out Crocs, like that's how their production line works. They have like an alien in it, poops yeah. out this plastic, yeah, had just eaten Crocs. squid ink pasta. So it's pooping out like squid inky Croc. <laughs> they also have these weird sort of like nylon straps so all around ugly. them, which are very ugly. Yeah. Very ugly. And then Ruby Rose also, speaking of pasta, <laughs> released a song called Quarantine. What is she up to and then you want to can you well play the reason you said the reason you said it. speaking of pasta is because you have to explain it the cover Sorry. the cover art is a barilla 
uh, is a parody of a Barilla pasta box, but instead of Barilla, it says Ruby Rose, and instead of Stop like, and instead of like, like fettuccine, it says quarantine. No, that's spaghetti. So instead of spaghetti, it says quarantine. So the joke is that we eat a lot of pasta in quarantine. I this guess. joke is old. This joke is old. We get it. We have been eating pasta, but it's over. Also, what is this Ruby song? Rose? As a queer woman, you should not be promoting Barilla even as uh, even as a Photoshop parody because they they're the bad. They're the home homophobic pasta i don't oh, they're, I they're one that. of the brands that it's like probably 10 years ago they did something homophobic and i've just been like i can never buy barilla again so like <laughs> well it's like add it's like we have a whole list of those i don't add even Goya. remember okay. what they did but every time i'm in the the grocery store i'm like nope oh dicheco one dollar more per pound doesn't matter because it's not barilla I can't tell if that's, it's supposed to be a joke. You could, but I could do that on my little keyboard and garage band in two seconds. I mean, I think you could do better than that. I think your taste is a, your taste level is maybe a little bit higher than than that. Mm-hmm. And sorry, sorry to say, Ruby Rose, that is just I guess not your finest suffice work. Suffice it to say, the CW dodged a bullet, and it looks like they've won out with Javicia <laughs> because I don't think she'll be releasing a pasta parody of. A pasta parody quarantine song anytime soon. Hey, you know, when you go for Ruby Rose in your project, you roll the dice, right? You great reward or great failure. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. You either you you you're getting the full package, the full package of Barilla Pasta. What is next? BB Rexa? Well it, well, I just want to shout out BB Rexa for being spotted with a mystery man who was then unmysteried by just Jared. But there was there is a Daily Mail article that calls him a mystery man. Um and then just Jared was like, uh yeah, he's a cinematographer. Which is boring. Keep him a mystery man for as long as possible. Also, if you're a cinematographer, you're still a mystery man. Just like if you find out who the mystery man is and it's just a cinematographer named Kian Safari, and if, if you call someone a mystery man and then you find it it's just some cinematographer named Kian like just continue calling him a mystery man you know like I don't need that explained to me who is this person it doesn't matter Daily Mail's is so fun it's like baby Rexa can't take her eyes off mystery man as they stock up on groceries together in Los Angeles like that's juicy and then just Jared's is baby Rexa goes on grocery run with Kian Safari and it's like I don't know who that is like I, I don't know I like I didn't care the Daily Mail's was so much better you know it was like oh yes like who's the make it more intriguing yes yeah that's a quick hit who cares do we know who flew the victoria justice sign yet no we don't no i don't think we'll ever know somebody paid money to fly a banner that says i love you victoria justice will you marry me and she was like who is this and we'll never know i don't think we'll ever know well someone will have to do investigative journalism and like call the company and see if they can reveal it but maybe they have no why would they reveal it why would they reveal where the check well, came it's from? Funny, she go, she says, I got an email this morning saying TMZ was ready to break a story about me getting engaged, which is news to me. LOL. In any case, until the secret admirer reveals himself, I guess my answer is maybe. <laughs> and if there's another Victoria Justice out there who just got a proposed new congrats, girl, how romantic. OK, I have to there's say there's not another Victoria that's Justice. A very. OK, but that's a very humble take on this. I wouldn't expect that from her. She took a step back and said, maybe there's another woman named Victoria Justice in the world. Doubtful, but why would you write out? Why would you write out the last name? Wouldn't you say, I just I love you, Victoria. Will you marry me? It should say, <laughs> I love you, the other Victoria Justice. Will you marry me? <laughs> 
I love you, Victoria Justice. Not the uh, not you, not the famous one. The other one that I'm currently dating, will you marry? But me? it is. I mean, it's been a long. That's too many words. That's too long. Love I will say that it's nice to see another another story about airplane banners in the celebrity tabloids because I don't think we've seen one since the cheater the cheater scandal of like 2015 it was 2015 I got it completely right someone flew a cheater banner over Bobby Flay's walk of fame ceremony in 2015 truly the only notable thing about Bobby Flay that you should be bringing up if people are talking about Bobby Flay and you're like oh him that's what you bring Mm -hmm. up you know because what else is there nothing else nothing good that's for sure the funniest thing is Skylar Austin's tweet you didn't even put his tweet in here what was his tweet? Oh, like she's not a she's not a she's not Jackass. She's a wife. CEO she's and a, entrepreneur. Yeah, right. I hated that. Skylar Aston is dating. Um, Skylar Aston is dating Jack Osborne's ex-wife Lisa Stelly, uh, who yes is a CEO of a company. She owns a company called Fancy Sprinkles. And if you're like, what do they make? It's literally fancy sprinkles, <laughs> expensive fancy sprinkles. The company is just called Fancy Sprinkles. Yes, she makes fancy sprinkles. She makes something called Unicorn Barf. Does every company have a product called Unicorn Barf now? It's like, that's a thing. And I guess they're just sprinkles. But the weird thing is like none of these sprinkles are being shown on ice cream. Where else are we putting sprinkles these days? I don't know. Cakes, cupcakes, um... Yeah, but look at these sprinkles. They're 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 not on anything. Oh, here's one of them on cookies. But like, I'm not seeing them on anything. I feel like fancy. Sprinkles. There's one of them next to a cocktail. Do you put them on cocktails? I'm so confused. They're beautiful Vegan sprinkles, sprinkles, I guess. But the marketing is confusing. You're right. I'm looking on their website. It's like I don't want to see you like doing Instagram poses, like holding these things with your perfectly pedicured or manicured hands. I want to see these sprinkles on cake. I want to see these sprinkles on food. Like, I don't know what these sprinkles are going to look like outside of the jar. Yeah. And she's also calling, um, she also has a line of sprinkles called Crunchy Jimmies, which I feel like we have uh, left in the past. We should not. Um, let's stick with sprinkles. <laughs> we don't need to have a Crunchy Jimmies line of sprinkles. The reason we're talking about this is because, or the reason I think it's, it's extremely funny that we're talking about this is because whenever this news was announced, Us Weekly tweeted, new couple alert. Skylar Aston and Jack Osborne's ex-wife, Lisa Stelly, are Instagram official. And Skylar Aston quote tweeted it and added, Correction, I am dating, all caps, founder, entrepreneur, mother, CCO, etc. Lisa Stelly. Treat your ladies better, media. There's a point to be made here. Yes, and mostly I agree. And mostly I agree, but in this instance, I think like, calm down. (laughs) This well, is how celebrity instance, journalism ag- works. You have to show right. why we care. Why is this person a celebrity? Because she is Jack Osborne's wife. Ex-wife. Like, they wouldn't be writing about you dating her unless I don't. Th- like, do you like, I guess the question is, do you think that this guy is notable enough for them to write about him dating anyone in the tabloids who wasn't somebody who was connected to a different celebrity? No. And if they did. You, you don't think and if so. And if they did, if she were just the owner of Fancy Sprinkles, it would have been, they would have called her on, an entrepreneur. Almost certainly. Because they, they're, yeah. vi- like, the tabloids are extremely generous with the term entrepreneur. They will use it left and right from here until Sunday. Like, they don't, they like it because it's a catch-all. They would have called her a CEO. But because she has a celebrity co- uh, connection, the celebrity connection on the hierarchy of 
identifiers, celebrity connection is top of the list. Or nepotism's first, mm-hmm. then just like celebrity relationship mm-hmm. connection, then your job. Because like whenever mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, how, how do they talk about Lady Gaga's boyfriend? It's like tech CEO. If that tech CEO or whatever, uh, venture capitalist, if he were formerly married to, I don't know, Julianne Moore, they would call him Julianne Moore's ex. Like, they just would. Like, I understand the point he is making. Well, and also he's making a point to do a performative act of being a woke dude. And I yeah. think it's working and that's great. And he's, yeah. you know, talking about his girlfriend and he loves his girlfriend. And he loves her sprinkles. And that's great. Yeah. Don't act like it's not hilarious that she used to be married to Jack Osborne. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not very funny to him. I'm sure it's not very funny. She posts this photo of her kissing Skylar Aston under the stars. And it says, is that a mini bottle of champagne in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Which makes me want to throw up. Oh, God, banana. D-E-N-A-N-A. What will these two do today? Coffee, blocks, daily tasks. Only sometimes wearing masks. B-O-N-A-N-Z-A. And a divorcee. They're sharing shirts and sharing laughs while others share their photographs. B E N A N A. Let's update their dossier. This is sort of a big deal. So we talked about Banana on Who's There last week because we got a statement from Anna to fund the police Armas updates saying that, you know, they are now business partners with Lionsgate, which is very iconic. But When that Washington Post story was published a couple of weeks ago saying that Banana and um, Banana are the like ultimate celebrity couple during quarantine and talked about how often Mm -hmm. they're photographed together, there was a tweet that said or a celebrity published a story saying that they had not been photographed together since the WAPO story was released, which was smart of them to put those two things together. So I like did a little quick digging to like confirm that that was true or to see that like, you know, maybe that was true as of publication of that blog, but is it still true now? And as of this morning, it's still true. There are no photographs on the photo services, the photo wires, nor are there head stories in the Daily Mail or any other tabloid that feature other photos of the two of them together online mm-hmm. that were taken after that that after that Washington Post story was published, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's a coincidence, but maybe mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> but I don't know, because it's like they were they were being photographed every, every single, single day. day. They were calling them being like, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. they're laying low right now, which is interesting for them. And honestly, I find it kind of alarming. I missed seeing them every day. I loved Ben and his Duncan. I loved Anna and her dogs. I loved them laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. I liked the cardboard cutout gags. I was getting very used to seeing them in my feeds every single day of my life. And now I don't. And it's very, it's, it's alarming. It's sad. I feel like I'm mourning. I'm in mourning in a way. I feel like this segment is going to come to a swift end if we don't get some fucking photos of these two uh, walking around or doing something or making news. I just, just I don't know how we can. There's not re, we're not Rita Orling out here. Like we need some we need some action. Yeah. Well, we don't have to do the segment every week, but it would be nice to. It would be nice to saying, have a we're bonanza. Run and run. It might if it, if there's no information, we can't do the segment. I'm just saying, if the if the Washington Post is speaking to them like you're overexposed, I'm saying you're underexposed <laughs> for my interests. 
So please expose yourself more, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, do you disagree? No, I don't disagree at all. I agree, I agree, I agree. Let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I'm so used to... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like the the idea of a tourist photo was shocking to me that I when I saw the photos of her like uh, in Paris, it was hard for me to realize that she was even in Paris because I forgot well, that you can go to Paris. I questioned <laughs> that this was even a new photo, but then she's wearing a mask, so it has to be a new photo. Mm-hmm. I was like, because you wrote she looks like a two thousand era Cameron Diaz, she does. and I'm like, are you sure this isn't from the year two thousand <laughs> though? Like. Are you sure these are new photos? Mm-hmm. But then, yes, she's wearing a mask in one of the photos, so it must be new. Rita not only went back to London, but she's out here going to Paris. I guess you can these just go to Paris. people in Europe can travel. I know. They're walking around. It's, un- it's unheard of. Unheard of. They're walking unheard around. But good they're having them. a good, good time. They're wearing their masks everywhere. They're, they're, they're traveling. They're, you know, living their lives like normal. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, we forget Rita's that. Rita's back in London. She's living her life. She's seeing herself on billboards finally. She's in the studio. I don't know. She must be so happy not to be stuck on, in that little farmhouse anymore, mm-hmm. you know? I like the photo of her in front of her billboard for that. She's wearing Nike, but it's not for Nike. We talked about this. She's doing Spawn for JD. It's like a store. It's like a store. Called JD. Yeah. And they sell sportswear. Like yeah. It's like, um, what's that store? The sports store, the big sports store, and they just sell all sports Sports things. Authority? Sure, sports like Sports Authority. Foot Locker? Sure, it's like Foot Locker. No, those are all right. REI? I don't know. What I was I was thinking of like the one with the name Dick's 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 home, Sporting D- Goods. Dick's, Dick's Home Goods. Dick's <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods. It's like sporting Dick's Sporting Goods. goods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Bass sure. Pro Shops. They sell all sorts of things. Don't even get me started on Bass Pro Shops. Wait, I now I want to get you started on Bass Pro Shops. Wait, tell me about it. Did you know that in I t- I texted about this briefly, but did you know that in Memphis, I just learned this. Oh, the pyramid. Yeah. Did everyone know about this except for me? Josh didn't because we were watching The Client recently because I did read The Client, um, which is like 600 pages and I read it in two seconds. And it takes place in Memphis. And Josh is like, what is this pyramid they keep showing? And I was like, oh, it was a former, it was like an amphitheater built in Memphis. And then it became a Bass Pro Shops. And he was like, how do you know that? And I was like, How'd I don't know. know. I was like, I was on its, I was on its Wikipedia one time in the past five years. and was like, well, oh, interesting. Our friend Kate was like, oh, you didn't know about this? I've been there. And then sent me photos of herself there. There's like a little like Vegas adjacent huge pyramid with vast pro shops that you can stay in like a hotel (laughs) in the middle of Memphis. It is like one of the three things that I guess you see in Memphis. I didn't know that. I thought you went to Memphis for barbecue in Graceland or something. But apparently people are going and staying in a giant pyramid. And then I was reading the Wikipedia and it was like there was a period where nobody wanted to pay yeah. for the pyramid. So it just was in disarray, yeah. like a just a fucking empty ass rando pyramid. And then the Bass Pro Shops guy was like, fine, we'll fucking pay for the pyramid, put us in there. And now it's like hugely successful. The funniest. Well, the f- defend, you know, defining successful. Yeah. The funniest thing about the Wikipedia and you read the beginning and it's so funny. So it says they call it all of its different names. Let me read it. 
It says, the Memphis Pyramid, initially known as the Great American Pyramid, formerly referred to as the Pyramid Arena and locally referred to as the Pyramid, the Tomb of Doom, and the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid, was originally built as an arena. (laughs) It's really, really funny. And so on the side of this pyramid, which was originally just a glass pyramid that was glass, it has a gigantic Bass Pro Shops logo on it now. Well, I guess what happened was like the Grizzlies who played there moved to Vancouver, Vancouver again, cursed and they were like, like vancouver we need is an blessed, NBA honestly. team <laughs> vancouver is blessed <laughs> then they needed a more practical arena they were like we don't want to use this pyramid anymore so they <laughs> built so fedex built like a different arena and then they couldn't use the pyramid anymore and nobody could use it and then it just shut down until literally mm. bass pro shops was like okay we'll buy ago. it for 55 year lease a 55 year lease and then they made it into a mega store with a hotel with a aquarium with a bowling alley mm-hmm. elevator you can look out the top of it an elevator <laughs> i no, gotta like, go it reminds here. Me of the alamo dome in texas sort of it's this gigantic arena that they built in san antonio because they were convinced that if they built the it was like if you build it they will come they will get they will finally get a football team the politics of football in Texas are so complicated. My brother was explaining it to me, so it's actually way more nuanced than I can even get into. But San Antonio thought that they would their first step towards getting a football team would be to build the Elmo Dome. Guess what? It was never going to happen. And they were like, well, the Spurs can play there. But the Spurs were like, this is too big. This is for football. This is not for basketball. We need our own arena. So they built the Spurs a brand new arena. And then the Elmo Dome stopped being used for sports pretty much entirely. And then oh, it was only used yeah. for like convention centers. And guess what? I graduated from high school there because they weren't using it for anything else. <laughs> I graduated from high school in the Alamo Dome because they weren't using so just, it for anything else. I was just thinking, like, why is it a pyramid? Like, what does a pyramid have to do with Memphis? And it's because the original team that played there was called the Memphis Pharaohs. What a weird name for a team. But I guess that's why they made a pyramid in Memphis. <laughs> it's really weird. It's so... There's also an archery range. Those are the four okay, things you do in can't... Memphis. You eat barbecue. You go to Graceland, you go to the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid, and you take a photo of you walking, and then you say, walking, walking in, Memphis, in Memphis, in the caption. But do really feel the way I feel. Oh, I forgot about the fourth thing that you do, <laughs> is you take a picture of yourself walking and you caption it. Walking in Memphis, but do really feel the way I feel. Yes, that's what you do in Memphis. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just... I'm still dying over this pyramid. Okay, I did not know, and now I have a reason to go to Memphis, or another reason to go to Memphis, and I'm I'm ready to go to Memphis. Am I allowed to go yeah. to Memphis yet? No. The last okay. thing, the last... Did you see the emoji print maxi dress she wore while holding a derriere-shaped face while posing for social media snaps, as the Daily Mail said? No, I... No. The dress is no. actually, like, extremely ugly, and I was like, I bet this dress costs, like, $5,000. And she's holding a vase that's in the shape of a giant butt. And it says, her caption is, The face of fashion is always changing. and We have to look at new ways to enjoy it at heart. I'm so happy to be able to have access to my friends at Victor Randolph's AW Autumn Winter 20 Collection First. I love this dress and the emojis. It's such a fun way to combine fashion and everyday life. Can I say something? I'm not a fat... I'm not a fashion head. I'm not like out here knowing what fashion is and like what's good and important and why fashion is fashion. I think you have to have a very uh, vast and deep history yeah, of knowledge to, to understand knowledge. and critique fashion. Exactly. So I'm just prefacing that this dress with the emoji faces on it is horrifying. <laughs> and I would say that putting emojis on clothes as somebody who was an early adopter to that to that vibe or whatever is extremely dated. This is extremely dated. 
But is it so dated that it's perfect now? No, 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 no. It's just dated. It's really Do you not gross. agree? No, I find it disgusting. But you're right. Like the fashion thing, even more so than like other it's lame. places and culture. Lame. Like I feel like whenever you're talking about fashion, you have like every piece of fashion is a comment on an earlier piece of fashion. And it's like, unless you know all the references, it's going to be hard for you to critique it. So I even, I feel like that's more, more true in fashion than it is in like movies or TV or music or whatever other sort of yes, avenue. Yes, 100%. But Rita's explanation, I'm, I, we're combining everyday life and fashion. That's not what this is. Like, that's not what this is. <laughs> right. It's not. It's just not. It's just not. Right. And you know, I can, you know, we think Rita Ora could make a plastic bag look amazing mm-hmm. she is she could make i mean she could make the ugliest thing look incredible like i would never buy anything that i see rita aura wearing because i know it wouldn't look good on me because rita aura is like un- inhuman in her way to make clothes look good on but her body even this, i swear to god it looks like but even this i'm like no wait you didn't say you didn't say that six days ago rita did spawn on her instagram for a hair curler i'm sorry we missed this <laughs> oh i forgot is that the hair curler that looks like a, a trident Yes. It's so nice to be able to make yourself feel good for a glam moment. Finally got my hands on mermaid spelt wrong. Oh, it's spelt correct because that's That's the the ad. That's the brand. On mermaid hair waver. I'm obsessed with the waved crimped free look. Definitely try it out, guys, at mermaid hair. So easy to do yourself at home for a little glamour moment. Hashtag ad. It's a cool product. I so I look at that product and I think that's sort of ingenious. It looks like, it's funny that it's called mermaid hair because it does look like a trident. Yeah. But it's kind of like three little like like a a mini trident yeah i mean and you put the hair and then it gives it a wave yeah and then you go to this website and you're like my hair is now my hair is now long enough to use mermaid hair maybe i should get one uh i love that rita did like a low cost hair product spawn on top of all the like kind of high cost product spawn that she does of recent you know this isn't below her no you know it is the the tool you need for cute hair all day, every day. The 25 millimeter waver creates mini compact waves for a ripple effect that is taking hair trends to a whole new level. Okay, we're done here. We've spent too much time talking about Rita and the Memphis Pyramid and the Bass Pro Shops, which is definitely going in the title of the episode, isn't it? I bet. The Bass Pro Shops Pyramid. Well, uh, I mean... Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM with questions, comments, and concerns. Um, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash who weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes and I think that's it we will see you on Friday with another episode bye everyone bye No.